This is this is the Where's fun, my phone? Over there! This is the fun and lucrative activity that has captured so many people. <laughs> it's not hard work at all. I enjoy this. I actually really do. Half Fuck! Things don't I work. didn't do a thing I wanted to do. Which <laughs> 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 <We> is... <just laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Look, there's Chris on screen. Hey, there's Chris on screen. Chris on, Chris on. <laughs> Fucking hell. So everyone just got a nice shot of Chris's ass. My crush. You like my crush? His crush. My crush. We talk about video games and media on this podcast. Eventually we do. <laughs> I haven't started recording the podcast. Shit, I did. I forgot. We definitely did. We yeah, did live for yeah, like, like 10 minutes. We're okay. Nothing's wrong. Everything is fine. Hi, everything's fine. How are you today? Uh, <laughs> I am butts. I'm fine. How are you? Are you fine? You fine? What was I doing? I forgot what I was doing. Nate, help me. Come back over help here me. and just sit the help fuck me. down. We are already live. Help me. <laughs> you were having an anxiety attack over something you don't even know what, you know what I, it is anymore. I'm forgetting. Where did this blush? What's this shit? Where did this come from? I cleaned that. It's go. It's down there. <laughs> Just leave it. Nope. Filter it, that bitch. Guess what I'm doing? Corner. I'm going to pod crop it a little bit more from the right and gone. All right. <laughs> What weird area that's just showing up for no goddamn fucking reason? Your phone's no, right my on. phone! <laughs> hey, we're recording a podcast. Because I'm screaming <laughs> a little bit about podcasting. Yeah. We're good now. I love you. Yeah. Okay, bye. Uh, welcome to our Hunter Space Time talking where all Chris hey. does is scream. Wow, it's a thing. Man, that's a lot of body. It is. <sighs> it's because you cropped it so much. Well, I mean, I could put more top in. Our FOV is like... Yeah, I don't know. That's probably why I don't like it right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to sit like this the entire day. <laughs> you should. Hey, what's <laughs> up, everybody? I'm Time Burrito. This... No, that's not how I do my point. Well, you do the thing then. Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with Nate. And that's it. Welcome yeah. to episode 100. This is the most anticipated moment of 2020 for literally no one, including myself, because obviously I have so many things ready. He also forgot yeah. it was our 100th episode. I Yeah, because. But it I might not to. be our 100th episode. I don't know. I forgot, too. If it is, that's awesome. Either it is this. our 100th episode. Congratulations <laughs> to us. We have sat down and done yeah. this 100 times in a Woo. row, which I don't know how. Yes, only 100. There's definitely not anything, any episodes <laughs> that were recorded and missing in any way. We uh, haven't managed to kill each other yet, so... Well, I mean, D Dave has not been here for a while. He hasn't, but he's also not dead, which is kind of the point. True. Oh, now I'm casting a shadow. Fuck! We gotta figure that out. Probably lights above, right? You have to keep your hands down. I don't talk. You know how I talk. This See, is a very awkward way for me to I talk. I keep forgetting that when I'm on camera, things are reversed, so I definitely did that. <laughs> my hand Look at my hand! <laughs> Which you didn't see, me punching a wall. Um, I wasn't a theater kid. I don't know what stage left means. I don't either. But I am going to take advantage of the fact that I have a laptop... Oh, boy. And we're going to do some things. So, it's 2020. Sweet. The year is over. 
of 19. It was bad. It was a bad year. Good games. Terrible year. Nice games. Uh, there's a little shy guy peeking out. This year started off with a bang, literally. Literally. Motherfuckers doing things <laughs> that we're not going to talk about because we don't get political here too much. Seething rage. Um, <laughs> Seething rage. <laughs> just don't even express it. Just say it out say loud. Say it out loud. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I need to make sure I'm not on the work thing so it doesn't track what I'm doing. Fuck you. I'm going to search video games. So, Nate, we didn't do a uh, best of like we normally do. We normally do our like game of the we year do. and all that shit. Uh, mostly because I realized I didn't really play too much that I was incredibly impressed with. Super Mario Brothers 2. You mean Maker 2? Yeah. It's 3. Don't he, doesn't he give it to 3 all the time? No, to 2. I thought it was 3. No, Super Mario Bros. 2. Oh, okay. Did you see he didn't at first? And he's like, ah, I'm fucking <laughs> yeah, with like, ah, like, this. <laughs> Yay, donkey. Um... So, what, do, do you have a game of the year from last year? Uh, from last year? Yeah, yeah actually. <coughs> it's probably going to be, even though I haven't finished it yet, I completely stopped I am right there with you. Altogether, uh, Devil May Cry 5. Really? Yeah. So I uh, forgot that game existed. <laughs> well, it's not your type of game. Is it's it? not. I'm not a big punchy, so, punchy dude. The thing about DMC 5 is it is a sort of recreation of everything that made Devil May Cry great as a franchise. It is completely over the top and unashamed of itself. Yeah. Which is great. It takes the idea of stylish combat to like a whole new level with three different characters and the ability to, you know, upgrade them and get more weapons and stuff like that as the game progresses. The only reason I stopped playing is I'm kind of in a section where you can just farm the game for red orbs, which is like your currency, mm -hmm. and then get enough basically to upgrade everything. Um, that got me to a point where I was like, eh, I'm bored of doing this, but I also don't want to progress any further because I don't want to miss out on it. Yeah. So I might just... I'm also at the point where it's like, eh, I just need to suck it up and continue with the rest of the game, even if I don't get everything, because people have definitely completed this without getting everything. Um... But, anyway, it's just a super fun game to sit down, you know, and play. Mm -hmm. um, it's a continuation of the Devil May Cry story, as loose and convoluted and weird as that is. Well, because it brings in people that people didn't think were actually canon anymore, right? Uh, sort of. I mean, Virgil's back. You have a great fight scene with Virgil. The weird thing is, ironically, this game pulls a Rise of Skywalker and makes a character an evil guy's spawn. Nice. So... <laughs> Like, the entire reason... By now, if you haven't heard any of this, it's far too late. This hey, game Kim, is I'm going to warn you, you're probably not going to want to be down here. Why? Because there's so much everything everywhere. You don't really have a place to sit. Okay. There are chairs. Okay. We're also live. Okay. On a screen. Yeah, it can't see me. Oh, will it? I'm about to change the field of view because no, we're super... No, we are. No. I literally was about to change things. Oh, jeez. Yeah, let's see. He's doing this in real time. That looks so bad. Please do not. What is this gray... Ominous... What is this? Hey, it's not as bad as I expected it to be. There's what? just a random gray wall <laughs> with a torch. This looks so terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I can do, though? I am going to... Does that chair make you more important? Huh? No. 
Why? You you have it set up like you're a late night host. No, I just wanted to have both of them up here. Uh huh. And then you're in that chair. Because it's my chair. <laughs> That's my chair. You gave it to me. Mm-mm. She claims everything is hers. This is marriage, Nate. It sounds like you have to review your prenup a bit there. This is my prenup. <laughs> I ain't got shit. I don't have to no, worry about anything. Break out the chainsaws. It's the worst time. <laughs> no. Chainsaws are bad. You want us to divide the cats, too? I mean, that's the way my pre... They want 50% of everything. We are cutting literally 50% of everything we own in half. We have to cut one of them in half. <laughs> no. Cooper? Mudgy? I like how you're debating which cat you want to actually well, literally cut Sophie's in half with a mine. chainsaw. I'm not cutting her either. No, Sophie is mine, 100%. Uh-huh. Mudgy is... is technically yours. And Cooper is mine. You didn't even want him. Yeah, but the order of Ooh. cats goes Cooper's technically mine. No. He likes me more. <laughs> they all like me more. But that's because cats just like me. So that top grape, that top part... This is live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That top part isn't showing because of how the camera is set up. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just... Nope, that's out. I'm just going to... Yes, you can nope that part out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we also it. nope the wall out? What wall? That's what I'm pointing at. That was what I was pointing I at. I don't know which direction the wall is on camera anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it live! Welcome to 2099. Now, I know it already has a fucking... Change the name to Butts. There you go. It's Butt, whatever. Um, let's see. That is right that I need to change, so let's, let's just go over... Boop, 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 boop. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. What is happening? And hey, we're done. There you go. No, but then we've got... It's not stopping! Why is it not stopping? <laughs> All right, it's stopped. You're just going to edit well, yourself out and slide just kept going. all fucking camera. Oh, because it was held down. You're like, welcome, this is the me show now, Chris. The, welcome to the Nate show. <laughs> Nah, it, mm. Okay, it's better. It is a little bit better. You do like a... Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we? Uh, best Hi, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm, I feel like we should just start over at this point. Probably. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to <laughs> Get it all out. Go on. <laughs> We're professionals, uh, right? Uh, uh. Kim is sending psychic signals of no. No, you are not. <laughs> Chad is right in the middle, right? I'm pretty sure that's so. where you put it. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco that we definitely are not restarting for the umpteenth time. time. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate! Yeah, it's 2020. 2019 it is. is done. I'm also here. Fuck you. Are you really? This we're. This is a very video game heavy podcast. Okay, bye. Well, I can see what I'm not wanted. You weren't here. You didn't even let me introduce myself, dude. I did. This. Okay. <sighs> 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 Hello and welcome. <laughs> 
Uh, literally all I'm gonna tell we're talking about this gear, this game, this episode. Fuck. Is the games that are coming out and what we're excited about. That was my plan. Okay. She does no care for it. Okay. So Kim is no longer here. <laughs> Take four? <laughs> Take four. It's gonna be a short fucking podcast. We've been streaming for twenty two minutes. Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna take a drink. We're gonna start over. This is water. It is not alcohol, sadly. Mm. I'm switch it up. All right. Three, two, one, go. Let's jam. Hello and welcome to episode two. No, it's one hundred. <laughs> God I damn it! Twenty twenty. This is twenty-two minutes of fucking blue for real. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate! And Kim is not here. Because she's mad at me. Episode 100. Episode 100. Let's go! It's 2020. What's your favorite game of 2019? Well, I know yours. Uh, Previously, I might insert it. Who knows? Your game was... What was it, Nate? Devil May Cry 5. That's right. That's it. We're done. Don't need to talk about it. Go. Alright. My favorite game was probably... I don't know. No, I don't. Honestly, uh... It's, I'm between, I never beat um, Katana Zero, but I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. But because of how much I fucking played Forager, mm-hmm. that might be my game of the year. 100% based off the fact that I stayed up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning playing that game. And I haven't done that for a game since fucking OG Minecraft. So, shout out to Hopfrog, I believe the developer's name. All I know is I fucking loved it. And yes, if you can't tell, I'm still a little sick. Uh, I was sick before I went to a convention last weekend, and that sure as fuck didn't help. Oh boy, what convention did we go to? We went to the MAGFest! MAGFest, Music and Gaming Festival. Which the A should stand for anime, so people get less whiny about people dressing up as anime characters. So, funny story is, I wore a shirt that's actually kind of a meme now. At least, sort of an inside joke for MAGFest people. Um, there's a MAGFest 21 Plus group run by the Cons 21 Plus sort of over group, I guess you could say. Um, and a guy called Eric Flay a couple years ago had posted this long text post about, uh, people cosplaying at MAGFest and how they should be video game cosplays and not anime cosplays. I wish I had the shirt on me so I could read the whole thing because it's pretty ridiculous sounding. But he basically turned into a meme himself. (laughs) Nice. Um... At this point, like, no one honestly cares about anime being included in MAGFest, especially with Katsukon being so close. And the funny thing about Katsukon is it's not really an anime convention so much as it's just a cosplay convention. Like, it's specifically... Yeah, what is Katsukon? So Katsukon is really, like I said, it's a cosplay convention. You will find more cosplayers and more photographers there than you will find at any convention on the East Coast. Okay. Because that's what it's specifically geared towards, is cosplayers and professional photographers. Um, and they're just there to sort of, you know, take nice pictures, get their name out there, get their social media profiles up for a weekend, stuff like that. Show off, share ideas with other cosplayers, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, either way, both, both conventions can be fun. It really just depends on what you're into. For me, MAGFest is always going to be more fun. Because that's the kind of thing that I like. I like music and gaming. <laughs> um, I like the discussion panels that happen in MAGFest and stuff like that. So that's why I go. 
Uh, I just I like would say if games. you're if you're on the East Coast and you're looking for you know a new convention to go to, maybe one that's not super huge but is large enough to be entertaining, one that sort of gives you everything, and also one that technically runs 24 hours the entire time it's on. Uh, come down to the National Harbor in Maryland, the DMV area, really, and uh, check out MAGFest next year. No dates are posted for next year yet, so... Yeah, that's surprising. It's You know why I think I'm, it's thrown off? Because um, normally it's the first weekend of the year, right? Yeah. The first weekend of the year is literally New Year's. Yes. So, this so, Thursday would be the 30th, the yeah, 31st. They couldn't that. actually do that because the resort which it takes place in has their has own a party. New Year's party. Yeah, my friend was there. So, they couldn't do that. And then that also pushed KasuCon back because it always takes place usually the weekend right after MAGFest. In this case, it takes place a whole two weekends after MAGFest. Oh, wow. So, it isn't until, you know, basically around Valentine's Day that that's taking place. Okay. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, it's a fun convention. I think we both had fun while we were there. So Yeah, I had a blast. It was my first one. Worth um, going to. Yeah, I definitely would say that. Uh, there was a thing I was about to do. <laughs> so what I'm about to do is going to blow your mind. Is it? Not really. Uh, <laughs> it might break something. Oh, no. That's just how I do. Um, video capture. Nope, window capture. Oh, and I should really do it in a thing. Uh, yeah, it was my first one. Um, I'm definitely going to go to the next one. Yeah. I think so. Um, I don't know if... I, I still have never... Uh, what's that thing called? I've never cosplayed. Yeah. Um, I eventually want to do that. The thing about cosplay is... I just am lazy. As much as it isn't for everyone, it really depends on why you do it. Um, like, what are your personal reasons for doing it? And also, you know... I like anime. Can you realistically pull something off? You don't have to realistically your... do anything. Well, no, not... But can you actually make something that is representative of the character, I guess, is the best way to put it. <laughs> um, oh, boy. That's like, behind us now. Yeah, it's like a thing! <laughs> I'm gonna poke Tom. No, don't poke Tom Nook. That's animal cruelty. But, uh, yeah, it's it's about being able to, you know, make what you really want to make costume-wise. Um, so for me, it's like, sure, I would love to cosplay something ridiculous like freaking a Gundam or some shit like that. But Gundam. I know I Man, some of those, the War, was it Warhammer? It nice. Yeah, the Warhammer cosplays are ridiculous. Uh, one guy at Otakon one year did a full set of Fallout power armor. That was made out of actual metal plates. Yeah, I remember, and we talked about the fact that his fusion <laughs> yeah. cord stopped working. Um, I don't know if that changed. There's a lot of crazy stuff and all kinds of techniques to go into cosplaying. I've been looking into cosplay for myself. I've got a list of IPs and a massive shopping list on Amazon now of things that I need to buy for each one. Yeah. Um, I never thought I would invest so much in body armor specifically for these things. <laughs> Um, or at least the things that body armor go inside of, but... Inside of? Yeah, they're called plate carriers. I thought you meant, like, never mind. Uh-huh. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, it can be, it can be an expensive and grueling hobby, 
I guess you could say. For some people, it's even turned into a profession. But the people who, like, really put effort into making cosplays look really nice and super accurate and stuff like that, they do good work and they get rewarded for it at the end of the day, usually. So, yeah, yeah it's not for everybody, but, I mean, I know a guy <coughs> who literally put on a t-shirt and some shorts and did Steven Universe one year because hey, his hair you, man. had already grown out. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Mm. So now, now that I've gotten things looking correctly, I think... Is it right on there, too? Did I make it? Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Um, so basically, my whole plan for today was to go through what's coming out in 2020. Sweet. See what we're excited for, see what we don't give no fucks about. Uh, the beginning of the year is already fucking loaded. Yeah. Uh, like, literally, this picture right here, I'm pretty sure almost all of those come out in the first quarter. Pretty much. So, let's go see, let's explore the future. Can you read any of this? Future, I can Kinda. read some of it. Okay, so... Oh, man, see. January. January. So we got... Can you read any of that? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, most of this is kind of bullshit stuff, but like... Yep. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot? That shit looks fun. It's interesting. It's the whole story of, of Goku, right? It is. It's supposed to be set up as an action RPG of, you know, his entire timeline and his saga throughout the DBZ universe. Which is cool and all. It's great that you get to play that. Yeah. But I feel like purists have influenced the game to the point where it's going to stick to exactly what we already saw in the anime. It's not going to, like, your choices in the game, if there even is player choice, isn't going to matter. I I Um, don't think, like, it's not going to be like, hey, you can stop training now and go raise your son. You're not going to be able to raise Gohan. But he's still going to be, uh, you know. I'm not saying there's going to be like super influential choices in it, but I don't think there's going to be any deviation from the main DBZ timeline, is a thing. But I think that would make the game really interesting for people, is if they got to see, you know, alternate histories based on things that Goku did or did not do. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, then again, I expect the fighting system to be no more advanced than what Budokai was. Just basically mash a button until something dies. Yeah. Um, and that's really all there's going to be to it. I can understand it appealing to DBZ fans a lot, but for me, falling out of that fandom, not really liking DBZ anymore, it's not a game I would necessarily pick up day one, but if it turns out to be good, I may play it in the future. What if it comes out on Game Pass? It won't. It definitely won't. No. Um, if something comes out on Game Pass, I'm playing it regardless. <laughs> yeah, so. right? Uh, so I don't know if you... Are you a fan of Fire Emblem or Tokyo, Tokyo Mirage? No, um, uh, I try to get in the Fire Emblem, I just can't. Yeah, those aren't really my thing. No, I don't care, these are little things. Mega Man uh, Zero, I might get fun. Mega Man Zero. Mega Man Zero is... The Legacy Collection? Yeah, they're fun games. Yeah. Um, the expansion, basically, the free DLC. Wait, for... Chronicles? Oh, out? yeah, Remastered Edition, coming to Play... or PlayStation and Switch. I Weirdly, will... I thought it was supposed to come to Xbox as well, but... I will definitely get that for Switch. Yeah. Especially if there's game. online support for it. There has to be. It's the only Final Fantasy that's worth playing multiplayer. <laughs> Isn't the only one that you technically can play multiplayer? Besides the not, online one? Not exactly, but it was specifically geared towards co-op play, which made it really fun. Um, Kingdom Hearts Remind. Kingdom Hearts nope. 3 Remind. Really? You don't care about any expansion for that? I really don't. Did Let's you think... ever finish 3? I did. And the problem oh, is, is 3 I was did. a massively disappointing game. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, we got a lot of remake stuff. Strange Rugby 20, what? 
Um, who yeah. was PC Games Journey to the Savage Walking Planet? Dead Saints and Sinners. What sure is this that. one? My mind is blanking on what this game was. Journey to the Savage. Oh, I do remember this. This looked like a fun game that we would be able to play together. Yeah. Um, not much info, but I don't want to go too much into it. No. Um, yeah, Journey to the Savage Planet, Pillars of Eternity 2, Warcraft, Warcraft 3, 3, Reforged, Through the Darkest of Times. I, that sounds familiar too. I don't know what it is. No. Looks like it might be like a adventure game. Uh, so January, slow month, whatever. We get Dragon Ball Z. We get yeah. more Kingdom Hearts. Which, January is when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out originally, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, February, though. Fuck. We've so, got Life is Strange 2 Complete Collection. So, so this season, if you have Game Pass... You can play all of it right they now. They released Episode 5 recently. I have not played any of it, despite completing... Both the first Life is Strange and Before the Storm. Yeah. Because both of those games made me cry like a little bitch. You don't want to cry like a little bitch? No. <laughs> Did you play um, The Adventures of Captain Awesome or whatever the fuck no, it was? No, I didn't. Um, yeah. I haven't, it's free. I haven't played any of them. Uh, I, I was told you can play two without ever playing the first one. You'll yes. be fine. The thing about Life is Strange is the first like series led me down such a surreal fucking road of like... Oh, I thought this was going to be like a light-hearted, fun narrative game. And then the first episode is like murder. And the last episode is like rape and poisoning. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to play any of this ever again. They even, I made a joke about this when I finished it. And this was years ago. At the end of the game when you finish it, they give you, like, I think it's a hotline. I don't know if it's the suicide hotline, yeah. but it's a fucking, like, help hotline. The contact wow. at the end of the game. I did not know that. <laughs> I was like, how did you make a game so fucked up that you knew people would need professional counseling when they were done? Oh, I just noticed. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 comes to PlayStation a month ahead of Xbox. Uh, a month ahead of Xbox. Um, one of the things I'm most excited about is actually, and I can't play because PlayStation 4, but Dreams finally releases, mm-hmm. which is uh, Media Molecule's newest game. Yep. They are the guys that made. Um, they made Little Big Planet, which mm-hmm. I have played through all three. I literally got a PlayStation Four, played through Little Big Planet, and then got rid of my PlayStation Four because nothing else was out that I cared <laughs> about. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited about the new Yakuza game, Yakuza, Yakuza, whatever. Yakuza. Um, I fucking they're re-releasing the same fucking Street Fighter game again. Here's the thing that's <laughs> strange about Capcom. Oh, is... and on February 14th, that's uh, that, that's the uh, that's Valentine's Day, right? Yes, and it's Kissy People's Day. Kissy People's Day. Um, the weird thing about Capcom is it seems like for every major step they take forward, they end up somewhere along the line taking another step back. So it's like the release of Devil May Cry 5 and the re-release or the release of RE2 Remaster this mm-hmm. year were sort of their big recent triumphs, right? Now, given RE2 isn't a totally new IP, neither is Devil May Cry 5, it's not something brand new Capcom is putting out, they're kind of capitalizing on nostalgia right now. Which isn't terrible, I mean, the movie industry did that literally for the entire decade, pretty much. Um, Disney did that a lot. So, it's not a real bad thing, but then to release Street Fighter 5, which at its launch wasn't the best game to begin with, um, was mired with a lot of microtransactions that upset not just the Street Fighter community, but the fighting game community in general. Um, 
it just wasn't overall received well, and I think the only people who stuck with it were the real Street Fighter, like, purists who really wanted to play and be competitive. So I don't see a re-release being that profitable for Capcom this time around. Yeah. If you want to get us back on board with Street Fighter, make Street Fighter Six. Give us more new characters. Give us some, some new system in that game that's going to get those fighting game fans excited. And most of all, make it accessible to newer you know, fighting game fans. That's the big problem with a lot of fighting games fans right now, is they're not accessible on the ground level. So it's like when you jump online, there's no skill-based matchmaking, really. There's a rank system, but the rank system is just based on how long you play. Yeah. So, like, you could start playing the game day one and just get destroyed by pro-tier players. And it just, it makes it completely unfair and not worth your time at the end of the day, because you just get, you get tilted, you get frustrated with it. I never get frustrated with games. Sure. Not that often, actually. I'm not usually that grumpy when it comes to video games. Alright, you keep talking. I drink a lot of Mountain Dew. Um, have fun trying to get back to the bathroom. Yeah, I know. I'll figure it out. Oh god, that's the wrong way. <laughs> They're all the wrong way right now, Nate. <laughs> I can make it. The green screen's gonna fall. It's not. It's already adjusted in the temperature of lighting because it got touched. Oh no. I don't know what to talk about. I so things are happening. Obviously, if you can't tell, we've moved some stuff around on here. He's going to go to the bathroom. He drank way too much before we had a podcast. Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> oh. I did realize that I never actually shared that we're tweet or we're live right now. I wonder if there's a way to, uh, whatchamacallit? Something, something. We're live. FaceTime Talco. Why do you own like 50 cutting boards? Oh, Kim, Kim was doing a thing and then she decided to not do the thing. What, cut a lot of stuff? <laughs> no, um, laser engrave. <laughs> and we're back. Kinda. Taco. I realize I never tweeted out. Oh. Because it's new and it doesn't show. We're not on the Twitch anymore. That's true. Uh, let's see. Darksiders Genesis. Meh. I like Darksiders, but I don't want to play a co-op. Darksiders. Well, it's not only is it co-op. It's also. It. To me, it feels like it's a. Um, it's Diablo. Club. Diablo game, yeah. <clears throat> I keep wanting to close out. And the I don't app, want but that I in my Dark Siders game. I want an individual game for each horseman that I ties like into the butter. major overall story. Um, two Point Hospitals coming to all the consoles, which yep. I've heard great things about. 
Iron Man VR. Iron Man VR. Uh, One Punch Man. This this is the One Punch Man fighting game. Yeah. Where if you pick, it's kind of like the three. What is it? How was that? What game is that where you pick three characters and they swap out? No, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Um. So it's set up like that where you you're um basically if you pick Saitama, mm-hmm. it's a countdown. You just have to survive long enough for Saitama to show up. Oh, yeah. And then he's one punch on everybody. Um, I and that. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a really cool function in a way to work around. Because normally you're like, alright, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, we know Goku's the most powerful 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. But he can get his ass handed to him by a Yamcha. Um, yeah. This is a way of being like, hey, in-universe, we're following those rules. We know that nobody can fucking whoop his butt. If you survive long enough, you win. It also keeps them from having to do things like come up with a whole move set for Saitama as a character. He doesn't really need... 1,000 normal punches or 1 million normal punches or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's less of the fucking, you know... It's less of coming up with an entire moveset, like, say, a Smash character, right? Is like, you import Duck Hunt into Smash. I actually made a comment about this while playing at MAGFest. I'm like, you have to appreciate Smash for what it is because it takes these innocuous characters who don't normally do anything and then turns them into extremely capable and violent fighters. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you appreciate the game for that, but for One Punch Man, you really can't do anything with Saitama without breaking you know, the world building of One Punch Man. So, I'm glad that they do that. I think it'll upset the competitive balance entirely. They'll probably, if the game ever makes it to the competitive scene, they'll let no one ever pick him. Because it's just surviving till you get a one-shot. But Yeah. <laughs> oh, the best part is, if you have two Saitama's coming up, it just works at whoever gets there first. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It's a cool idea. I probably won't play it because I'm not a big fighter guy. Um, I guess February is not a huge month, but yeah, I, I think it's when we get into March. Yeah, I, I, for some reason I was thinking it was February, but yeah, it's definitely March because March. Wait, why is it show Ori and the Will of the Wisps up this far? I don't know. See, that's not until March. We didn't make it? this article. <laughs> it isn't until March. All right, so here we go. This is the big ass fucking list. Dun, We're dun, dun, starting dun. off with Final yeah. Fantasy VII Remake, which the only reason I'm keeping my PS4. I right will now. pick up when it comes out on the PC. Uh, or Xbox, which is a rumor. Um, why did my, did I lose my thing? Oh, it switched to fucking... But, uh, after that we got... I didn't know they were doing this. A new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. So this was what just got announced on, uh, during Thursday's Pokemon Direct. Direct. Yeah. So on top of the expansion, we'll talk about that in a second. Oh boy. Uh, on top of the expansion pass for Pokemon Sword and Shield. They announced Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, which is the red and the blue rescue team, is getting a remake as the rescue team DX for Switch. Uh, and not only is it like, it's not just like a remaster or anything, it's a full-on, because that was like the sprite-based game, yeah. and now it's like CGI-looking characters and all. It looks adorable. Uh, like a storybook style to it kind of thing. You know how um, Yoshi's story... The... Yeah. That one, um, where it has like that sketchy look to it. Yeah, it's kind of have that that design to it. Are you looking things up now? No. Okay. I was just uh, reading something someone So I'm actually excited about that. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, or in Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, which is the ex- mm-hmm. the second part of that. It's coming March 11th, with a possibility of coming to Switch nowhere near as soon. But Game Pass game, so we'll get it for free. Yeah. Uh, Neo 2, which 
Neo is one of those games I will never play, but I love watching people play because it's basically uh, Dark Souls with Japanese um, was, folklore. Yeah, it was Sekiro before Sekiro was a thing. Yeah, yeah, but it go. I feel like Sekiro makes up, not makes up, but adds a lot of stuff that is more in their world. Like yeah. it plays a little bit with like Japanese folklore, but it goes in on its own. Mm-hmm. This game. Just a straight up Japanese like yokai and stuff like that yeah. you see everywhere. Um, Emma be the show. Who gives a shit? <laughs> My game of the year so far. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing New Horizon. Man, uh, I'm gonna Death play the Simulator shit. 2020. <laughs> I'm gonna play the shit out of that game. Um, I love uh, how in the last Animal Crossing you were literally the mayor of a town, but still somehow in massive personal debt all the time. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I remember playing the first, the only one I actually paid a debt often was the very first Animal Crossing on GameCube. Yeah. That's because my little brother stopped playing the GameCube he was given, and so I just started playing it, and just kept playing Animal Crossing till I was like, I have to pay this off. Tom Nook will, like, come to my house and murder my family if I don't do this. the shit out of you. So I kept playing, and then I was like, oh, sweet, I paid it off. And then Tom Nook comes to me and he's like, hey, do you want a bigger house? And, like, an idiot, I'm like, absolutely. Well, no, you can't say no. (laughs) It's like, hey, you're getting a bigger house and you owe me more money. And you're like, no, I just paid you off. He's like, you're getting a bigger house. He really does con you into getting a bigger house. It's like, oh, you got a lot of shit. Let's give you a basement. Let's give you an upstairs. Let's give you an attic. You need... Eight is, more rooms? I remember I would leave the GameCube on like while I went to school or whatever like that, but then my mom would like turn it off, so oh, I kept no, getting Mr. Resetti Resetta. to pop up, and I had to sit <coughs> through like 15 minutes worth of dialogue just for Mr. Resetti one time. Yep, that's always <laughs> Until the Until a point he was threatening to delete my save file. He won't ever do that. Really? No, no, he okay. never. It's just a threat. It's a Disney game. It's not <laughs> I, It's not uh, Kojima. Kojima would actually do it. <laughs> yes. Um... No. I would love to play an Animal Crossing game because the last one I played was fucking Pocket Camp. There you go, Switch. We'll be good. March 20th, you'll be good. Or will you be too busy on the Switch playing Doom 64? I'm not playing it on the Switch. All right. <laughs> will you be playing Doom Eternal on the Switch? No. <laughs> or Stadia. I want to play yeah. the good version You want to play it on Stadia? No. I'm going to play it on Stadia if I get it for free. I'm not going to get it for free. I uh, pray for you in that case. No. Um... Yeah, I have no interest in it. Um, it's one of those games oh I like the what? Nothing, I love it. Oh, I thought you said oh boy. I did say oh boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's I just think, not my kind of game. I think if it was any first person shooter you would like, it'd probably be something like Doom because it doesn't follow the rules of like a Call of Duty or anything like that. It's not. No, because I, I played, I tried the um, mm-hmm. one. I mean, I played the original Doom. Hell, I yeah. played Doom 64, but like. There's just something about those games that I've never liked. Okay. Um, no, I, I appreciate the Doom reboot for what it was. It was sort of a rebirth of the old school first person shooter. There is no like, there's no cover system. There's no like waiting in a corner for enemies to show up. Yeah. There's no infinite respawn loops where you're just like trying to get from checkpoint killing. to checkpoint in a level. It's literally just shoot houses full of enemies. And all you're doing is figuring out in like split seconds the best way to get through those galleries um maybe that's why it is because i don't like that okay i like thinking about things and then going crazy no this one is very much like a it's pretty much a think on your feet if you really want to like do the cool stuff like you saw on the gameplay trailer um unfortunately the game just isn't built to like 
be a tactical yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with that. It's but it, it also added things like the ability... It added a whole lot more exploration to the game with secret rooms, you know, and stuff like that that you could get into. And then just the lore was there, but it was presented in a way where it was enough... There was enough of it in your face to understand the story, yeah. and then more of it in the background if you wanted it. But the game didn't, you know, saturate you with nonsense to make you be like, oh yeah, this game has a plot. Because at the end of the day, the people... There who, is a plot, but it's not the most yeah, important The people part. who edited software knew, like, no one is really... Like, the vast majority of people who play Doom aren't playing it to well, get a story. Isn't it like Doom is... Because it's... You go to Mars, well, yeah, you start and then on you end Mars. up on he- in hell... You start on Mars and you end up in hell. And, and then this is now like hell is now on Earth. Yeah, the overall... Well, yeah, that's the overall gist of it. Because the overall gist is basically hell has this type of energy that this company wants to harvest because it's basically unlimited. And so they're trying to solve the energy crisis, yes. But by doing so, you know, evil people within that corporation become sort of indoctrinated. By the way, can I just say how, just how much I like the fact that we're just sitting here chilling with uh, Keanu Reeves? Yes. Yeah. He's a bro. He's a pro. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's cool. It's coming. You're going to definitely get that. Uh, yeah. Bleeding Edge. Now, obviously, we'll get it because it's a uh, Xbox exclusive. Yeah. So, Game Pass. Um, but it basically just looks like a, a new Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really seen much gameplay, I don't think. Um, the... But it's made by the guys that made, uh, isn't it Ninja? Hold on. I'm not sure. Yeah, Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. Because they're, whatchamacallit, right? They're, um... Was Ninja Theory the people that did Sinuous Sacrifice? Yes. So I'm like, I'm in? Because I love that game. I'm in. <clears throat> the thing that... Did you play with headphones on so you hear the whispers the entire time? I actually haven't played through Sinuous Sacrifice. Oh, yet. I have it on Game Pass, I just haven't played it yet. The, um... <clears throat> no. The arena shooter has... The competition to Overwatch, which is the king... Of those arena MOBA style shooters right now, which Overwatch isn't even a MOBA really. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been tried before, and unfortunately, it failed. Games like Battleborn, which I always we well, can't bring up Battleborn because it. Battleborn came out after. Yeah, but then uh, Cliffy B tried his own version of that, right, and that failed. There were other things that came before it, like Monday Night Combat. I'm actually really surprised great. by Cliffy or his failing because people seem to really enjoy that game. People who people enjoy that game because it felt like a more mature Overwatch. It wasn't as cartoony or anything like that. It definitely was Paladins? Well, Paladins was... Yeah, Paladins was definitely just a straight... No, not Paladins. Sorry. I know. Uh, I forget what his game was called. Paladins was... At least at the very beginning of what it was, Paladins was a direct rip-off of everything Overwatch did. Um, Oh, 100%. I remember that. No, the game that Cliffy B made was just like a more mature, edgy version, I guess, of Overwatch. Oh, I need and to, I need to it just didn't appeal it. to people, mostly because a lot of the characters weren't different enough from one another to matter. Um, and the game balancing was horribly broken. Like, some characters were just always on that end, some never were. Uh, Bleeding Edge looks interesting. It's made by a good company that comes out with good stuff. I put. Ninja Theory up there with CD Projekt Red is one of those developers I really hope to see blossom into yeah. their own full-blown Well, game. and especially now that they are a first-party uh, company. Yeah. That's crazy. And it... So I'm still not 100% sure. I feel like Xbox has this thing where they are going to buy all these companies 
but they aren't going to necessarily make them make only Xbox games. Probably because not. especially with now they are the uh, they now own Double Fine. Yeah. And Double Fine is not going to stop making games for other consoles. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. But, but I mean obviously already existing things they had deals yeah. like Psychonauts 2 was 100% coming to everything. Yeah. Um I mean the thing is is it's good that Microsoft is taking this approach because it's a consumer friendly approach, right? Mm-hmm. Is it comes at these game studios and says, "Hey, we know you don't have the resources to make like your magnum opus masterpiece dream project. We will give you those resources, but at the same time with the understanding that yes, this will be profitable for us because we own Xbox and people will stop fucking with that. People will buy no, these no, no, no. things. <laughs> We've come down from on high. <laughs> Sorry. People will buy <laughs> these things for our console with our licensing on them. At the same time, we're not going to hamstring you by saying you can't release this on any other console ever in the future. Yeah. Or, you know, you can't make the game you want to make. You have to make the game we want you to make for our console. Yeah. I feel like that came with sort of a changing of the guard at Microsoft after the whole, you know, Xbox One launch debacle and Phil Spencer. Um, oh, hey, no, no. Don't. You mean after he came back? Well, he came yeah, on. Because Phil came Spencer back, is yes. the savior. Phil Spencer is the current one. Whoever the old guy was who said, Don just Matrick. get an Xbox 360. Don uh, Matrick? I think so. I think it's Don Matrick. Don, I get fired from all my jobs, Matrick. Like, oh, you want to play offline? Well, just uh, get a 360, bro. Fucking um, stupid ass <laughs> comment. Uh, yeah, no, this, so, oh, yeah. This is, this is great, which actually, so this is a little off topic from the list, but there was an article published by Ars Technica. Um... The headline was a little misleading because it kind of said that the Xbox One Series X, however you fucking say that long. I was going to talk about this if this is what yeah. I think you're about to talk yeah. about. They, uh, the headline read that it wasn't going to have exclusives at launch. Yep. For and the first two years, there will not be any exclusives so to Xbox Series X. This was, for me, it was a perfect example of people reading the headline and not actually the rest of the fucking article. Because people were like, oh, it's not going to have exclusives, so it's not worth it, just get a PS5, huh? And it's, like, that's not what they said. The exclusives that are going to be Xbox exclusives are still available on only Xbox platforms. But all Xbox platforms. But all Xbox and platforms. PC. So it's actually a smart move because they understand... Not everyone is going to buy an Xbox One Series X at launch, but a lot of people still already have an Xbox One yeah. or an Xbox One S or an Xbox One X, and they want to play those games. So that means they get to keep those customers in their brand, and then when those customers are ready in that one year or two years to transfer over, especially when those price drops come through for the Series X, they'll go and get one. The price drops aren't going to affect Xbox's bottom line at all. They already sold the console to retailers. They yeah. made their money. So, it's the retailers that are going to take a hit. So If they stick around. Yeah, if they stick around. Let's see. GameStop will... Do you, okay, <laughs> do you think GameStop... Quick quick aside, do you think mm-hmm. GameStop makes it through 2020? I think they'll make it through 2020. Will they make it to, like, 2025? Probably not. So, now, all right. So, take and bet. Mm-hmm. Now, by the year 2025, GameStop will be gone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. They have an unsustainable business model. I want to say that they will still be around, mm-hmm. but in a very different capacity. Like, Maybe. there will be barely any physical stores anymore, and there will almost be a completely digital storefront. I could go with that. Okay. It's, it's... Lock that bet in? It's yeah, a pizza we'll bet. We're going to do pizza bet. We owe each other bed. pizza. 
in five years. Yeah, so set your schedules. <laughs> I'm at the point where uh, I, I've watched GameStop's decline. Hell, we worked there and watched it decline. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at it carefully, like a by the numbers sort of examination, and I'm comparing it with some other things. And it's like following the decline of similar stores like Radio Shack and Blockbuster where you know you've got a bad business model, but now it's too late to change. Toys R Us. And so... Overprice all of our toys. Yeah. So, like, the only reason you're sticking around is because you're the only name in the business now. GameStop is the is really the only major brick-and-mortar game store in the country. It is, the most disappointing thing is it's the only one that does used gaming. Yeah. Uh, and I, and to be honest, I'm still a huge fan of used, used gaming. I, most of my games, if I know I'm going to keep them, and I mean, mm-hmm. I buy mostly indie anyway, yeah. are only digital, or I will go only digital. But, but was, if there's a game that I'm like, I don't know if how, how I feel about it, well, I will wait until a used copy shows up. It was a combination of the digital games market blowing up so much in the last decade, just being able to, you know, download a game right then and there, mm-hmm. as soon as you purchase it, um... And really, GameStop's oversaturation of the market and buying up all these other companies that and then closing not just them. led Fucking to its, Think Geek is now not a thing. Yeah, but not just leading to its own downfall, but leading to the downfall of the physical games market in general. I really am scared that the physical games market will simply cease to exist soon. Yeah. Um, specifically because of GameStop and because of the way they dealt with things like used games. Um. Frankly, nobody wants to sell a game for 30 bucks and then see it get popped up on the shelf for $55. Right. I understand that GameStop has to make a profit, but you're making a $25 profit on that game. Where you just told the guy he's getting 30 bucks for his game and can't even turn around and buy something new with that again. You know, Poor it's, use sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's a little crazy. Uh and then it made it impossible for like smaller independent brick and mortar game stores to even really get off the ground because if you're a major company, if you're Microsoft or Sony, you're not going to want to ship games to a so mom and pop store in the middle luckily, of nowhere. We have places like Regen. Yeah. Who do have uh, up to current generation used games as they well. They do, and that the thing about Regen is it relies entirely on the local market for those games, right? They're not yeah. getting huge shipments from major game publishers or companies. I don't know. I think they also will get some stuff offline. Uh, I've never actually talked to them they about will. that. But. And, I mean, it would be great if that market had changed, if I could say, you know, open up my own brick-and-mortar store, get, you know, the investment to do that, and then call, you know, Sony or Microsoft and say, hey, you know, I've got this new game store, and we want to, you know, do a midnight launch of your latest title. Yeah. You know, can you give us, you know, just... 25 copies to do that with even and they would be okay with that because it'd be profitable for them and me but GameStop upset that model and it's no longer that way so you can't do that anymore you have to have you know 200 copies of a game in your store to sell now it's it's crazy but that's me that's a rant (laughs) that should have been a talkito but (laughs) last two things coming out in uh, March Uh, Journey to Savage Planet comes to PlayStation 4 which comes out in did we say January or February on February, Xbox? February. Uh, and then Persona 5 Royale. Or Royal, I can't remember. There's no E. Fan of Persona games. Um, continuing on the awesome front, Resident Evil 3 comes out in April. Yep. Are you excited about that? Sort of. Yeah? Not as. Is, I never played Resident Evil 2. 
on the PlayStation, mostly because I was just too young to even understand what the hell I was doing. Um, I don't like scary games. You know, Resident Evil 2 Remake seems fun, but it also seems like a game that would upset my anxiety to the nth degree because you were being chased by a big yeah. motherfucker. The entire premise of Resident Evil 3 is you were getting chased by a big motherfucker. That is the entire game. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't want to play a game that makes me feel like I have to hurry to do shit. That's the problem. I gotta know, what the fuck is Disaster Report for? I have no idea. Summer Memories. This looks like an Asian-ass game. It probably is an Asian-ass game. Yeah. It is more than likely going to be like one of those things where... I'm just guessing by the title. Let me just... If I had guessed by the title, first of all, I don't understand how it's the fourth game in this series I've never heard of. Disaster Report. Summer Memories. And also, if I was going just by the title, and by what I see on the screen right now, it looks like you just watch... Disaster, like natural fucking disasters happen. Yeah, like look at that picture. <laughs> that looks straight up like someone just, you know, oh, I'm watching the it towers. Looks like I'm looking at a fucking earthquake. I witnessed play the. Oh wait, don't go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, also in April, Cyberpunk 2077 as a game that Nate will be playing and I will not be. Oh playing. god, I'm gonna lose my fucking job playing that game. That's bad. It is. Uh, I know a lot of people are excited. That that's when we get to hang out with our buddy. I wanted our a buddy collector's here. edition of that. If anybody is listening to this and you have a collector's edition that you are willing to sell me, I will buy it. <laughs> it's a bad idea. It is a terrible idea, but I do it every fucking time. <laughs> I have collector's editions of games where I, that I absolutely one hundred percent regret purchasing, <laughs> but they think... came with cool stuff. I'm I got around. fucking Assassin's Creed Blades everywhere. Do I have any sp- special edition stuff? I don't think I do. I don't know. Oh, I have the... I, I got um, Bioshock 2. I got okay. uh, Fallout 3. Yes. Um, New Vegas is upstairs. I have like fucking 40,000 Assassin's Creed <coughs> now. Oh, fuck. It's crazy. Um, I got a Killzone 2 helmet that someone gave to me. I don't even fucking want. You I have the want... helmet from... Uh, the game Titan from Fall Apex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I actually like that helmet. It's really neat. Except when you, you put turn it on, your on head, the, right? Yes, except when you turn on the LEDs. <coughs> You're blind. You can't fucking see anything. It's okay, you can't see anyway. Um, Trials of Mana also comes out. Yep. I believe that's a remake of the original. I can't remember. Wait, Predator um, Hunting Grounds. Oh, yeah, I skipped that. So that is just basically a uh, isometric game. It is, but it looks much better <coughs> than things like Ooh. AVP did. I believe it's made by the Marines same people did. that made Ilphonic. If I'm correct, these are the same people that made uh, the Friday the 13th game. Not okay. Friday the 13th. Um, fuck, sorry. <coughs> mm. I'm getting really bad. Mm. Now I gotta Google. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like an amazing game. Um, yeah, Friday the 13th, the game. Okay. Looks much better than <coughs> things like AVP were or uh. Aliens Colonial Marines was. Um... I think it has four different Predator classes from the gameplay trailer. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was probably really loud. So you get like four different classes to play with. They come with different weapon loadouts as a Predator. Um, the humans, of course, you know, oh, have different shit. weapon loadouts themselves. I don't know if the humans have different classes, but I also believe there's like power weapon pickups on the map for them. So like if you want to use like a minigun, you can dying. find one. I'm okay, I'm not dying. Um... I think the importance in most asymmetrical multiplayer games are going to be map design. Because you have to be able to give the technically weaker side 
the ability to more or less. See, camp I somewhere. think the most important part is replayability. Well, that too. Because fucking evolve mm-hmm. could have been amazing. Evolve could have been amazing. But you just get to a point that it's the same thing over and over again. You just bored. Evolve also just had horrible game balance. By the time a monster got to level three, it was practically fucking unstoppable. And so, no matter what you did, it was just it became an exercise in frustration for the hunters cool. to even attempt to kill it. So yeah, Predator Hunter Ground looks yes. interesting. Only on PlayStation, you'll be able to do that. Assuming uh, I don't get rid of my PS4. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, um, you'll still have it in it's kind of collecting March dust at the moment. Uh, and then May is as far as they have actual release dates so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Maneater, which I have no idea what the fuck that is. Oh, I do that know what this is. Game. Fuck yeah, that game looks great. Shark I'm gonna Boy. get that on all the systems. Um, Marvel Avengers, which I, I'm still not Marvel sold on. Stunt doubles the game. But I'm only the only reason I'm sold on it anyway is because uh, Kamala is a big part of it. And that makes me want it a little bit more. Wasteland 3, I know a lot of people are excited about this. Um, I'm going to skip over one real quick and go to the most important of the month. Fast and Furious Crossroads. So big, they ended Game Awards on it. It looks like a PlayStation 2 title. Uh, It looks like. But for real, though, the the most anticipated of May, obviously, is Last of Us Part 2. Another reason you should... Keep your fucking PlayStation. I guess so. Um, I didn't play the first Last of Us. Guess what? It's available on PlayStation 4. <laughs> You've got three months. I believe in you. I'm not going to play it within three months. All right, cool. Uh, I, it's not my kind of game. I really enjoy the story of it, though. It's a really yeah. good story. It's a really good... I mean, it's a beautiful game. Um, I just... I don't know. There's something about the gameplay that I couldn't get into. Uh, why are you playing with a shy guy? Handful of games we don't have any dates for. And by that I mean there's a lot of games that we don't have dates for. Which is throwing them off because I could have sworn we had some stuff. Longo Listo. Longo Listo. We're going to go quick through some of the fun stuff. Fucking Axiom Verge. Hell yes. If you didn't play the first one, it's a great game. Uh, I'm calling bullshit on this to be announced date. Biomutant is not coming out in 2020. If Biomutant comes out in 2020, I will buy Nate a copy. I don't know what Boyfriend Dungeon is, but I'll want Oh! You don't know about Boyfriend Dungeon? <laughs> no. Boyfriend Dungeon is one of my most anticipated games coming to the Switch for this year. <laughs> it is a dungeon crawler slash dating sim. Oh, boy. <laughs> you find weapons that transform into your boyfriend. <laughs> and the better relationship you have with them, the more powerful they are. I am 100% buying this fucking game. Give me this game now. Right? <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, Bravely Default 2 on the Switch. A lot of people excited about that. I'm excited about Carry On. I'm very excited about Carry On. Carry On looks ridiculous. I got the fucking Pedro uh, hashtag, banana game. Oh, did, what'd you think? So good. It is really good. Just shout out to one of my favorite um, indie publishers, Devolver Digital. You are... They are easily... My favorite developer. They're my or, favorite uh, because publisher. they pump yeah, out a fucking too. variety of titles year after year. It's not just the same stuff. And they're all usually a little bit dark and twisted. Um, <laughs> Castle Storm 2, which I didn't even realize they were yeah. doing another one. Chivalry 2, some yes. of this stuff. Boop, 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 boop. 
Oh, really? Chivalry 2? So, the first Chivalry actually came out for free on Xbox Live, like, way long time ago. And people underestimate how much fun you can have in a game that has the clunkiest fucking medieval combat you have ever seen. It is such... Fights are basically luck. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Like, if you have a... If you pick, like, an archer and you're just a good shot, you are incredibly overpowered. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... Skipping around, because obviously none. this isn't all that no. important. Dark Alliance is kind of cool. Death Stranding coming to PC. Uh, Why are you pooping? You don't want to play Death Stranding? No. I am super excited to play Death Stranding on PC. Cause I, I, mean, have... I have a PS4. I could have gotten it. Death Stranding turned out to be... I don't know. It's not a game for... It's really not a game for everybody. And the way... Kojima personally handled criticism of his game, I did not approve of. Ah, whatever. He's a weird person. Uh, Destroy All Humans, I think that's a remake. I don't 100% remember. Uh, Disco Elysium, which is a lot of people's game of the year from last year. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I'll be able to get into it, but with it coming to Xbox, I'm hoping maybe it'll be on Game Pass. If not, I might check it out because it's usually a little bit cheaper anyway. It's weirdly enough, like, just it's a thinking man's game, honestly. Um,. I know you and and Dave are excited about Dying Light 2, right? I am because the first Dying Light took the things I liked about games like Dead Island. um, And mashed them up with Mirror's Edge? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I stopped playing Dying Light at a certain point because the game very early on tells you basically never go out at nighttime. And then you went out, oh... And then but it's then like, the you game is like, you have to go out at night time to kill this thing to complete this mission. And I was like, no, because I'm going to fucking die because the yeah. game made me so <laughs> fucking scared to go out at night time already. Uh, so <laughs> one game that I, I, I... It baffles me that it's set for a possible 2020 release is Elden Ring. Um, Elden Ring is the new game from... From... From, from. Yeah, from software. No. Oh, from, from, from software. Um, that was made with George Railroad Martin. Okay. Uh, so I don't. That's crazy. So to me expect if that comes all out. the characters you care about to die. I mean, it's also it, it's made horrible. It's deaths. from software, so yeah, everybody's gonna die anyway. Especially uh, you. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, which at this point it has not got a release date, and there are a lot of people that think they're gonna be holding it off until Ghost of Tsushima PlayStation Five. Uh, Godfall, which is the first officially announced PlayStation 5 title, yep. which we don't know what it is. We know nothing about it. Nope. Um, Gods and Monsters, it looks cute. It's like a cutesy Assassin's Creed almost. Half-Life Alex. Uh, Half-Life Alex. the reason that I might buy a fucking VR set. set. I might buy a VR set because of that and also because of Boneworks. I don't know if you've yeah, seen yeah, Boneworks. Yeah, 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 but my brother and I were just talking about that at Christmas. Holy so shit. So, the great thing about Boneworks is for you, people like you, it's extremely entertaining physics sandbox, basically. I like I saw a video where they showed off some of the items they put in the game that are actually dev tools. Really? But they're items that after you beat the game, you can spawn into the game anyway. So, they oh, have God. stuff like what they call the Nimbus gun. Yeah. Which doesn't just allow you to fly with it, but also allows you to no-clip. And the developers were using this to get from place to place while they were developing the game itself. <laughs> so, they have That's tested amazing. all the tools that they give you, they've tested. For people like me, it's great, because they paid a lot of attention to, like, the tactical ways you can approach combat in the game. 
Especially when enemies start shooting back. They're not just mindless melee zombies yeah. anymore. They have guns and stuff. And so they added, like, realistic guns to the game that work in realistic ways so you can use those. So it's, frankly, fun for everybody. And I think Half-Life Alex fun is going to be... is going to. It's a great way to continue the story. I wish it were more accessible to more people because VR is still, in some cases, prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Well, my plan, I, w- I want to get an Oculus Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me to then be able to play Alex, I would then have to get the Oculus Link as well. Yes. Well, this you get that for the Quest anyway. You know, the finger um, thingies? Yeah. Okay. Well, so those, they're not actually like finger gloves. I know they're not finger yeah. gloves, but they have the rings on them that track your finger Yeah, movements. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, up next on the list is Halo Infinite, which I fall into the category of one. Obviously, I'm super excited for about it, mm-hmm. but I fall into the category of I think I think they're going to wait until the, the Series X releases. I don't think they're going to put it out ahead of time because it will be available and everything. Yeah. Why not just hold it off for until me, the big one anyway? I would hope they wait till the Series X releases. One, because I want it developed on that hardware. Well, it's that already way, been. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's first party, so. Scarlet, yeah. Um, two, I really want them to take their time and think about what they're doing with Halo this time around. See, Halo 4 and 5. I love 4 and 5. I don't understand all the hate. I like them, but they came out way too close together. 5 wasn't different enough from 4 for me. Mm-hmm. And... My biggest issue is I love Halo lore, and they just shit on it. Literally fucked that up in Halo Five. Yeah. It was the story was utter nonsense. The marketing, what got me the most, is the difference between yes. the marketing material and the way the I story played that. out. If you ignore the marketing campaign for Halo Five, Halo Five is still a fun, good game. If you went into that game following all this stuff that they put out ahead of time, you're pissed. Yeah. I 100% because they made it so much more like it was one team versus another. You never get that. You yes. never get that feeling once but during the game. That's all I fucking wanted was to, to be like, oh, Halo, Master Chief has done something that like really makes humanity pissed off at him now. And yeah. so Locke has been sent to you know bring him in or take him down or whatever it takes to you know basically erase Master Chief from this picture. And instead it was just a generic more space bad guys game. Is he voiced by Mike Coulter in the game? Yes. Okay. So he was he did that and he then he played in that fucking mini series that they lost on Halo TV. And then he got the B. Luke King. Power Man. Yeah. Five thousand. Five thousand. That's a band, right? Power Man Five Thousand. So. Uh <laughs> Hollow Knight Silk Song, which was originally just gonna be a DLC mm-hmm. and they got so into it that they made an entire second game. <laughs> I like how the, the story of that literally is, we were going to make a DLC <laughs> for this game, and then we just made too much stuff. <laughs> That's fucking, um, uh, oh, what is the name? Uh, Shovel Knight. Yes. Shovel Knight's that. They're like, oh, hey, we, got ma- we made more games. Um, nothing really up here, up until uh, Kerbal Space Program 2. Yeah. What is, okay, so... Humanity and Humankind, those are two different games. One of them, I think, is the weird one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, this is the... Humanity is the weird one that's also coming to PlayStation, but they only have it listed for PC. Hmm. Uh, and Humankind... Which one's this? I have no idea what this is. Oh, oh it's like a Civ going game. Going to space. Fuck that. I hate Civ games. Mm. Sorry. Girl Space Program 2. SP2. I know a lot of people are excited about that. Fuck you are physics. for... Not to play it. Not to play it, but, but so because you can I hope the, the first, first one. Cheaper. <laughs> 
that's on sale on Steam all the time. It hasn't been for a while. That's the problem. I got it for like five bucks. I keep looking and Actually, looking. Actually, I think and my looking, brother bought it for and me. And it's just not showing up. Yeah. Right now, it's still $40. Um, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which I 100% will buy because I love Lego games. I know you will. Um, Little Nightmares 2, which reminds me, I still need to play Little Nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, new Magic game, Man Eater, blah blah blah. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Hell, fucking it's yes. coming to Xbox One <laughs> and PC. Oh man, I'm gonna buy a big ass flight controller for my Xbox. One. So we were talking about putting Diablo in games that we don't need it in. Yeah. This is one I want it in, and I can't wait for you know, Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons. Dungeons. It play, looks great. I'll play a Diablo Minecraft game. I wonder if it's gonna be on Xbox Game Pass. Maybe. Because it's coming to everything, but I it mean, is a Microsoft-owned yeah, company it is a now. Microsoft title now. Um, you're right. So who knows? I'm excited. I'm going to play it. I know if you're going to play it, that's at mm-hmm. least two. I know Lou wants to play it, so hopefully we can get him to do it. Right. Hopefully it's pl- cross-platform. Yes. Um, Going way down the list to No More Heroes 3. Mineko's Night Mar- Market. Oh, yeah. This actually looks like a cute little adventure game. Um, there's lots of cats in it. But uh, No More Heroes 3. Oh, you're, you're just skipping I'm over, skipping huh? skipping a lot of stuff. Just skipping. Yeah, there really isn't anything else. <laughs> uh, no More Heroes 3, Oddworld Soulstorm. You don't want to talk about how crazy No More Heroes is going to be? We don't have to. It just is yeah. going to be fucking crazy. It's going to be ridiculous. Can, okay, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Because, yeah, right, whatever. Ooblets, Psychonauts Andrew 2. Andrew Dragoon Remake. I want to bring up the fact that Rust is coming to PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, boy. That game is ridiculously stupid. It is. Um, my brother loves it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people seem to love it. I don't understand the love for it. Um, oh, here's another game that definitely is I mean, not coming out in 2020. Game. Skull and Bones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but before that, obviously, more importantly, Skatebird. Skatebird. Have you seen Skatebird? No. Is it just a... It's literally just a, just a bird, bird on a skateboard. skateboard. It's a bird on a skateboard. I like how they use the Thrasher font to yeah. make the logo. <laughs> it is. It's great. I love it. Um, which, by the way, when did Thrasher stop being a skateboard magazine? So, the weird thing about a lot of skateboard companies, like, I wear a lot of stuff from uh, Diamond, for example. Yeah. Diamond Supply Company. So, skateboard and fashion have kind of become this... Mashed up. Yeah, they're more of a mashed up thing now. So it's like where you can go on, say, like Diamond Supply Company's Facebook page and see, you know, video clips of pro skaters and stuff like that doing their stuff. That is more marketing material to sell their clothing. Um, it's sort of the way Vans became a household shoe brand. Is it used to be a skate shoe? That's what yeah. you bought Vans for, right? Yeah. Is you bought them to ride skateboards with, and then everybody buys Vans because they're fashionable shoes. I hate them. They're really uncomfortable um, on my feet. DC Shoes was the same way, and Osiris for a long time was associated with, like, the Scene Kid group when I was in high school. It was a skate shoe, but when Osiris came out with their multicolor shoe that one in year... In my head, I took that as that you were it. a Scene Kid, and I'm like, yeah, I can see no, it. No, I wasn't. <laughs> um, <coughs> no, I lost my hair by the time. Uh, no, it was just... It's one of those things that's weird. Like, Thrasher... The other thing about Thrasher is China has a huge market for bootleg Thrasher clothes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird one. Um, so a couple of that I'm actually excited about here. Spearfare, which is one of those uh, indie games. Mm-hmm. Looks like you're just, you are taking dead people to like help them pass on or something like that. Yeah. They're all animal spirits. You get to be Karen. Um, huh? 
could be Sharon or Karen. The ferryman of the fucking river sticks. Isn't it Chiron? I don't know. C-H-A-R-O-N is how it's spelled. I don't know. Uh, Sports Story, which is the sequel to Golf Story. If you have not played Golf Story on Switch, fucking play Golf Story on Man, Switch. I play Golf Story. I highly recommend it. Is it that weird game where the fucking golf balls aren't golf balls? Like you move an entire club? No, no, no. Person? That's what the golf. Okay. Um, Sports Story is the continuation of that where it's no longer just golf. Gotcha. Uh, I'll pull it up. After we're done, okay. and you can check it out. Star um, Decay 2 is coming to PC. Yeah, that's just, it just took a while. Streets of Rage 4, which looks fantastic. It Have does. you seen any of that? Uh, I haven't, but no actual... I think in this one you play as the girlfriend. You can play as the girlfriend or... Okay. Because there is a Streets of Rage style game that came out this year you where mean... it's a complete reversal of the story from Streets of Rage where... The two girls get their yeah, boyfriends yeah, yeah, kidnapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that game, I haven't played it yet. It's on Switch. I wanted to get it. Um, I can't remember what it's called right now. But that's the entire story. Um, it's it's literally Streets of Rage, but the gender roles are reversed. <laughs> so we got Super Meat Boy Forever, where mm-hmm. they keep saying it's coming out. I, I give them however much time they want. I fucking love Super Meat Boy. I guess so. There's not a whole lot you can do with Super Meat Boy except make the maps even more excruciating. You can punch things now. Oh, boy. Yeah, they've added more abilities. You could only use the run and jump. Now yeah. you can do other things like Mine inflict can... damage. Super Liminal, which is already on PC. I actually have it on... Uh, I got it through that thing mm-hmm. with the Epic. Yeah. Epic okay. <laughs> the epic Love it. it uh, it's... Super Liminal. It's a really cool, interesting puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten too far into it. It tries to be portally slash... Um, it's the other, the Stanley Parable. Mm. It tries to be like that, but it doesn't really, the, the the writing doesn't really come through as well, as in my opinion. Um, Super Mash is a really interesting game where it basically generates, I mean, there are, I'm, pre, I'm, there, I'm sure that's all pre-rendered or pre-made mm-hmm. shit, but it basically takes two genre games, it randomizes the two genre games and mashes them up. Yeah, so it's uh, procedural generation. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll have to show you that as well. Uh, definitely want to pick that up. Tales of Arise. What is that one? So I don't know, but System Shock Remastered is exciting because for those of you who are huge, huge Bioshock fans, System Shock is where it started. (laughs) And so, if you want to play a game that's like Bioshock but in space, oh man, is tell me why a game about the Backstreet Boys? I hope so. (laughs) I hope it's literally just a. That does not. Oh, it's a don't nod game. Shit. Oh really. I hope it's a game where you just put in the disc and it literally just plays that one software bag of Street Boys. That's all it is. It's a CD. It's not even a game. Tell me why the good life. I mean, some of these sound so familiar, but I don't remember what Welcome they are. The that good looks life. horrible. It's T-Pain. I don't know who T-Pain is. <laughs> That's a lie. You're wrong. Twin Mirror. That sounds like a horror game. Oh, it looks like a horror game. Oh, another Don't Nod. Fuck, they got a lot of games coming. Jesus. So... Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Interesting. That's what you're most excited about, right? I'm kind of excited about it. So the first game was very much a vampire RPG in the purest sense. I mean, you picked everything from like your lineage and the cult you belong to, to everything you're doing in the game literally influencing how the game played. You could end the game in a very early state if you made the wrong decisions. Oh. So um, everything from just like killing the wrong people to being caught doing the wrong things like 
one of the hardest ways to actually play the game is if you played as a Nosferatu vampire because they don't look human at all. Um, and they go like this. You have to spend most of the time crawling around in the sewers, which is the worst place to be because you can't... You know, there's no people down there, so you literally crawl around and, like, eat rats. Like, that's your game. That's why he's got, like, the red nose. Yeah. He, he becomes he becomes what he eats. Yeah. No, you, um, just, you just eat rats. And now, what I'm most excited about, and I hope it does come out next year, and we don't have to wait too long, motherfucking Watch Dogs Legion. I am too. Watch Dogs 2, despite being great game. everything Watch Dogs 1 should have been, <laughs> was a fun game. It ended abruptly, which was weird. I never finished it. I finished it, and it just kind of uh, ends. So here's the thing about Watch Dogs 2, and the reason why I'm day one buying Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say borrowed. I got a used copy of Watch Dogs Two. Mm-hmm. I installed it. It had one of those things where somebody had left in like some code for some DLC because they pre-ordered it. Got that shit. Realized I didn't have time to play it, so I took it back within the seven days because yay, basically a rental system at GameStop. And you mm-hmm. wonder why they're closing. Um, <laughs> came home. Next day, hop on. Be like. Oh, Watch Dogs 2 is super cheap. I'm just going to buy it because it was like five bucks on on uh, special sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. Daily deal. Um, go to buy it and it's like, well, you can't buy this. I'm like, why? You already own it. I'm like, no, I don't. Uh... And then I go and I can just play the game. Don't know what it was. Yeah. But I basically just got a free version of the game. So because of that, I'm 100% just going to straight up buy day one mm-hmm. uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah. It's kind of why I did the same thing with why I bought I really... day one for... Um, Far Cry Primal, yeah, because I got the f- the previous game for like four bucks. Yeah, I really hope their overall the mechanic that they tease the most and talk about the most E three works really well. The taking over, yeah, the ability to sort people. of recruit anyone yeah. to your side. Um, I would like to see sort of a mechanic in which the actions that you take with those characters influence who you can and can't recruit. Like, their opinion, basically, of your network. I feel like we need stuff up here. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them polish a lot of the mechanics that just weren't well-polished in other games. Especially things like driving. Especially things like shooting. Um, because the game, both of the previous games kind of force you into stealth. Um, going loud, even though it's presented to you as an option, is never the best solution. <laughs> yeah. Um, because stuff in the game is just designed to almost insta-kill you. It's almost like playing Metal Gear in a way. Uh, So I would like to see it you know, evolve beyond that a bit, especially you know, to see how different people play the game like, say you want to play that loud sort of assault variant of the game where you you basically recruit all these big burly guys who have a lot of huge guns and you just destroy everything in your path. Um, But say you want to play more covert and stealthy, maybe you want to go a lethal stealth or a non-lethal stealth route, or maybe you want to focus on specifically hacking your way through everything. Those can all be options. Um, The way it was shown at E3 is each character has a specific skill set based on their past history, and you can use those skill sets to accomplish different objectives within the same mission. So that's interesting to see as well. But I don't know if they'll get that in-depth with it. It's Ubisoft. I expect them to run this game on a gimmick, honestly, which is the recruitment system. And usually that mm-hmm. means that they do good yeah. with that gimmick. They actually make that work pretty well. Um, you know, we have to, honestly, we just have to wait and see. There's no confirmed launch date for it. I assume it'll be the middle of 2020, if anything. 
Um, it'll probably come in a launch window when not a lot of other big stuff is coming out. I hope so. I don't want them to basically put it out to die. Yeah. That's um, always my least favorite thing for games. Like, I mean, fucking Titanfall. Yeah. Titanfall is a game. Both of them are great games, but they just really were put games. out at wor- the worst possible time. Well, he shot themselves in the foot. Well, that's the worst part. According to the, the develop Respawn, mm-hmm. they chose to release Titanfall uh, 2 when they did. Well, see, that that's Respawn's fault then. I'm yeah. sorry. They, it, I mean, just, it did, st- it did it well did enough well, that it ba- they it was still a good they game. got a Star Wars game. It's they got uh, they got to do Apex. Yeah, they're uh, doing well. That's another thing is it's it's going to be interesting to see how specifically the large publishers change in twenty twenty if they change at all. Mm-hmm. It's a huge assumption on my part that they will change at all, but I'm hoping companies like EA have learned their lesson with games like Fallen Order. Now, was Fallen Order a massive, overwhelming sales success that upset the entire balance of the game industry? No. No. But it was good enough and got great enough reception for people who didn't even play it to say, this is what we want from EA. We want good story. We want good games with good stories and good, solid gameplay that will keep us coming back, make us interested for a long time, get you more buyers and followers down the road, Rather than games that are sold to us as these piecemeal, quote-unquote, live service style, you know, nonsense. If I want to play an MMO with microtransactions, I'll go play fucking World of Warcraft again, honestly. Um, I don't need another Destiny in my life. I don't need another Anthem in my life. You know, I want to play games don't bring that up Anthem. feel that like... That is a failed game. It is a failed game. Which is sad because I said to someone recently on Reddit, it's a game where you can see the parts where someone in Bioware was really passionate about what they were making, but EA said, screw that, this is what we want, so that's what you're going to make. And that's what Anthem turned into, was a pile of shite, honestly. Um, Shite happens. I just, I really hope, again, companies like EA learn their lesson and realize if you give a developer something to work with, let the developer work with it and make a good game. Stop worrying about how you're going to monetize it. It's okay to make some of the money. I mean, and look you at what you can do. don't have to make all of the money. Like, obviously, <laughs> Apex Legends is a good example because, yes, it is microtransaction. But yeah. it's still a fucking good game. Star Wars, they didn't have to put in all the tr- microtransactions. They were able to make a game that, from everything I've heard, is a good game. Yeah, It has issues, sure. But it's a good game. Just, uh, I mean, it's a, the thing is, when I say it's a Speaking game... Speaking of good game, uh, did you see the news about IGN? No. They have changed their ranking really? system. Yes. It is no longer on a 100-point scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now on a 10-point scale. They have literally gotten rid of... It. There is no more 6.5s, 8.2s, whatevers. It's okay. just 1 through 10. Gotcha. Uh simplifies everything. I always hated that about IGN. It seemed very pretentious of them to have that kind of ranking system. Like, what is a 9.6 compared to, like, an 8.3? Well, and and that's... So, they've talked about... Where do you get a tenth of a better point from? (laughs) um, They've talked about the the ranking of it, and, like, one of the things was... That is a giant-ass fly. Where the hell did that come from? I have no idea. Um, The Cretaceous period. Um... (laughs) Ten is still masterpiece, and it mm-hmm. just gets drops down from there. And 
like thinking about it, that I feel like there we're gonna have a lot more games that are nines and tens because of that, or maybe leaning towards a ten. The biggest problem with IGN has always been a conspiracy that has followed them around, and it's that bullshit. That's they, not how it works. It's not how it works, but this, but it's a pattern that people have recognized in the way they rate games. If a game comes out from the AAA industry that already seems like it's got good perception, that already seems like it's going to do well. IGN ranks it super, super high on their scale, and that led people to thinking, oh, well, there's a trend here, so basically if you're a large publisher and you have a lot of money, you go to IGN, basically, and you give it to somebody, and they just write you a good review, um, so not, you keep giving them money. Um, at the same time, the indie projects, the smaller stuff that wasn't heard about, IGN seemed to rank not super low, but lower than the large AAA releases. So it didn't seem fair when IGN was ranking games, which also added things like Metacritic scores. When Metacritic compiles these scores, they have to take and now all it's going to fuck up systems. all of Metacritic because they're already. Exactly. But it changes the way averages work because, like, if you factor in an average of a nine point five review versus one that's an even nine, that makes a difference in the overall average that shows up in Metacritic. And so it makes it hard for... Metacritic's job is super fucking hard, honestly, because yeah. they have to compile data from hundreds of sources at the same time. Um, I think it'd be great if a system cropped up like a Rotten Tomatoes for games where you didn't just have critic scores, but you also had user scores, which could lead to the Doesn't toxicity. Doesn't it already have that? I think Metacritic I thought Metacritic have... But it'd be nice to have those scores up front and shown to you the way Rotten Tomatoes does it, right? Yeah. Um... The thing about Rotten Tomatoes is there comes the pitfall of that sort of toxic breeding ground. Of you can just have people literally shit on a film on Rotten Tomatoes for no other reason than other people are already shitting on it. Yeah. Um, and then that huge difference between what critics say versus what viewers say. Uh, it, it's a weird system. You know, the problem is, is it's video games and movies are art. And your opinion of these things is going to be completely subjective at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, take it for what you will. I had written up a Talkedo script, actually, uh, last night no. after failing to get the video compiled correctly anyway. Yeah. Um, of, That's so weird. I hope everything... You know, why it's okay to like bad games. Because, like, games like Ghost Recon Breakpoint, it sucks. What? It's a terrible fucking game. Does it? But I love it. <laughs> I didn't stop playing it for, like, two weeks straight. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do. You're trying, trying to, to do a thing, thing and it just doesn't want to let me do the thing. It does not. Um, it's it's okay to like bad games is all is all there is to to that video, which will come out soon. I promise. I like bad games. You like uh, some of the worst fucking games. I have. Fuck you. What game is the worst fucking game? I don't know. It keeps uh, going over there. I don't. Awesome metal there. detecting. I did not like that game. <laughs> I'm not the one that fucking bought that game. <laughs> that game was Who fucking... bought that game? The guy that won't even show his fucking face anymore. <laughs> oh my god. You know what he did buy us? A much better game. The game was so bad. It was just hilarious how fucked up everything was. God, it was, was so bad, Nothing too. worked. <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't find out how to turn my metal detector on for like 30 minutes. That sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, but we did play what, Visceral Cleanup Detail, and that game's fun. I even played it again by myself and figured out stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, why we didn't do very well? So, I actually did figure out, I posted it in our Discord, 
Yeah, I had um, seen that it was something to do with there's so a room. I the, don't know why that didn't So shut. the laser that we kept picking up and just shooting random shit with. I don't know who would ever possibly do that. <laughs> well, it turns out it has several uses. It's a welding laser. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. And so, you remember all these bullet casings we found around level? Well, there's bullet holes in the walls. Yeah. And you can use the laser to weld those bullet holes shut. You can also use the laser for different things. Remember how body parts kept coming out of our fucking dispensers? Yes. <laughs> if you take the laser and you burn body parts with it, it turns them into like these charred Char bits and they can't bleed everywhere. They can't splash. Here's the thing. Is there a way to get it so they stop fucking bleeding everywhere? No. That's the only problem. Um, the broom is fucking useless. I found that out early on. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you sweep up with it. It's just basically a way to push trash to a pile. Weird. Which doesn't matter because you only pick up one piece of trash at a time anyway. No matter what you do. Um, the incinerator does melt things faster if it's closed. Really? Okay, yeah. I'm glad I was right about that one. Um, it's basically like a despawn mechanic, more or less. Uh, what else is there? Oh, there's a report. When you punch out of the end of the level, you can fill out a report. And you get an accuracy score on that report based on what you say. So it's like how many bullet holes were there, how many bodies were That's there. That's too much. Like that. You can fill that out, and you get bonus points for that accuracy. You also get bonus points for stacking up certain objects in designated stacking areas, which were those yellow lines we saw on the floor. Oh! So crates and stuff like that, when I said, oh, the crates don't fucking matter, burn all the biohazard barrels, I was entirely wrong. We burned <laughs> so much shit we shouldn't have burned. We did. We burned a lot of shit. Um, so, yeah, that's all in there. Nope, not the button I wanted to hit. And the alternate modes on the sniffer. The other alternate mode was for inorganic waste. One's for organic waste. Oh, that so makes like, a lot of sense. So, say there's like a so. soda can with the inorganic waste on, you can detect that and find out where it is and throw it away. Didn't know that either. And there are two secret rooms in your office where the codes are randomized each time, but there is an easy way to figure out what those codes are and hack them. Is it butts? No. Um. It's just pressing the same button over and over again. The screen flashes white briefly when you press the correct button. So, one of the, the second door is 17 fucking digits long. So, I wrote out 17 spaces on a piece of paper like Hangman and just sat there and pressed the same button 17 times in a row each and every time until I found out what the code was. Oh, my God. What's in the, in the room? A fucking murder scene, and I'm not joking. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, just want to bring up real show, real quick, show you off the, uh, and we're going to talk about the Sword and Shield Expansion Pass DLC trailer. No audio, because we're on YouTube. Because Nintendo oh, you know what? fucking destroy Yeah, us. we're on YouTube. Uh, I'm super excited about this. It's going to be very fast-paced, quick shit. Nothing's new yet, don't worry. Um, so they announced this. A lot of people online, you know, because how people are, are fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Um. Two DLCs. Obviously, it, there's an expansion pass for both games. Two DLCs. But, it's two parts. We're getting the first part, which is what we're about to show now, which is the Shield Isle? Mm -hmm. Or something like that? No, the the Armor Isles. The Armor, armor Isle? Isles. It'll say it in a second. Maybe it won't. The, the butt. Look at this. We got new Slowpoke, which is going to have a new evolution for both different things. We have this new jo like training place. <laughs> um, that is your your leader mustard. 
His name's Mustard. Mustard. Uh, new outfits, Pokemon new customization is not options. Very with names. Um, I'm pretty sure he's related to Ash Ketchup. Pretty sure he's um, not Colonel Mustard from Clue. Oh shit, he might be Murder. He's Master Mustard. Master um, Mustard. Yeah, new customization. These are two new rivals, depending on which version you get. Um, I get him. If you have sword, you get a. They are adding 200 plus Pokemon. Pokemon. So we're getting. Both of the other guys, which Ooh. is awesome. Um, Why does Venusaur look so high now? I know, right? <laughs> These guys now have a final form, or a, a Dynamax form, which... Isn't the fucking... Doesn't Sobble's third evolution have a gun? Yeah. Now <laughs> she's in a sniper tower. Did you see that? Yes! She's got a fucking gun! So you have the Isle of Armor, sorry, the Armor Isles, whatever. Um, and then the second part... I knew it was only a matter of time before Pokemon got a gun. Yeah. We're going to swoosh to the other side or whatever. This is, um, I don't fucking Snow remember Snowlands. This is fucking Pokemon Skyrim. Basically. Um. Pokemon Frostmourne DLC. It's pretty. It looks cool. This is also a big thing where you're introduced to all of the, uh. Oh, man. You get the Reggie. Rooms. The Reggies. All the Reggies are here. Reggie Ice, Reggie Rock, Reggie Steel. Yeah. New Reggies. New Reggie. Like, new, new Reggies. Reggie Lightning thing. Reggie Dinosaur. Yeah. Where's oh, we get another hint at the slowpoke. Slow I like how they thing. just scribbled out his face. They just don't show want us to the show Pokemon. it. It's a secret. Let it be a secret. I what think the it's fuck cute. Is this CIA redacted bullshit. Get to be Joker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, showing off the more Pokemon. Um, we live in a Pokemon society. Fucking new variants of oh, the original three birds. Yeah. I can't fucking wait. Moltres looks like a fever dream. Zapdos is a goddamn, like, roadrunner almost. Yes, Zapdos uh, is an ostrich, and Articuno looks like he's late for the fucking so, Great Gatsby party. <laughs> so I don't know what, if it'll show it. Um, so this the is the new, this is the new mythic character that they, oh, are they not going to show it? So there's two, two pages apart. Yeah, okay. See. This is the new, like, legendary mythic or whatever the fuck they call it. Oh, no, no, sorry. This what is a whole other mean? dude. I forgot. You get this little teddy bear looking fighter motherfucker that he evolves into him, like and the then he turns over. into these guys. Either red or blue, depending on. I don't know if it's depending on your game or, or depending on how you raise him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, there is the newest mythic, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's legendary, I think it's mythic. Uh, floating Rabbit Boy. It looks like a weather balloon. I call him Floating Rabbit Boy. He's adorable. Yeah, I'm he a has fan. no business having those eyes. No, nope, do not. Don't. Do, do not. Don't. People do talk not, about this don't. pink. Someone did a little thing with this pink and green character. They've made it a combination of Shinobu and Kanroji from Demon Slayer. You're just saying words. <laughs> I am saying words. People know who those characters are. I do, too. Um, which makes sense, weirdly enough. But Nope, that's the wrong thing. I don't want to mess with that. Too many fucking things on my screen. I think the controversy surrounding it is a little ridiculous. What, Pokemon? Yeah. So, what controversy are you talking about? Are you talking about the things I was kind of hinting at? Yeah, because people are complaining about it, you know, being paid DLC and how there's no national decks. It's paid DLC, which, it's $30. Mm -hmm. You are buying, you have your $60 base game and $30 for the expansion pack, which has two separate DLC passes 200 plus Pokemon, all of it comes out uh, two separate times, summer and then fall. They are also doing a free update to the game, Mm -hmm. so if you don't own that, 
guess what? You still get access to those Pokemon mm-hmm. through either trade through trading. Um, I don't know if it's like, hey, you can catch them in the wild or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they might be exclusive well, the to this area. You, have, you still have access. You have the code for those Pokemon, so you're not yeah. separated from the rest of the player base. They also announced that with around mm-hmm. that time, home Pokemon Home will then be in in uh, working, so you can transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Home to the game. So that 200 plus Pokemon, mm-hmm. here's this is my biggest fucking thing. The people that complain about the national decks mm-hmm. are people that also are like, I already have all the Pokemon. I have all these Pokemon, and now I can't transfer them into this game. If you add all those Pokemon to that game mm-hmm. with a free update, like that coding is available, and you use the service that transfers those Pokemon into the game that you were complaining you couldn't do that before, yeah, you can now do that. Yeah. You have literally no reason to, to be a whiny little bitch about it. But guess what? There's still going to be little whiny bitches about it. Well, the only reason I complained about it initially when Sword and Shield came out is I understand that every Pokemon, not even all the Pokemon games have had all the Pokemon in them. Mm -hmm. I think people were disappointed by this one because it was Pokemon coming to the Switch and they thought that was licensed for them to include every Pokemon in it. When I found out how small Game Freak really is in the work they put into making this game and to turning 2D sprites into full rendered 3D models and all this other shit like that, I cut them some slack. I was like, okay, I can understand. You don't have the resources to really do the things people are asking of you. And, and the biggest problem is people are still saying that, oh, they are they are the company that makes the games for the largest property, entertainment property in the planet, in the world. They are. Pokemon is the most profitable property on the planet. But, that's still a game company, or Pokemon company is not Game Freak. Yeah. Pokemon Company is the company that, I guess, owns Game Freak at this Pokemon point? Pokemon Company is the company that sort of owns Game Freak, but then they're also under the umbrella of being a Nintendo property. Well, they're not a Nintendo. Oh, that's right. Pokemon yeah. Company It's a weird Nintendo. agreement. Nintendo kind of licenses yeah. everything from Pokemon Company, more or less. But They're on that teeth, but not attached to it. Yeah. The thing about that company, though, is... I think I said this... Did I say this last episode, or did I say this at MAGFest? I can't fucking remember when I said this. But... Pokemon was a show that was created to sell kids toys. In the game, yeah. That was the thing with My Little Pony. That was the thing with even Gundam. Like, Gundam was made to sell Gunpla models. That was their entire thing. Um, It's designed to profit off of a secondary product because the entire show is a marketing campaign for those products. So, according to this... Uh, this is a little bit old and out of date, but as of 2018, it's estimated that 143 people work at Game Freak. Yeah, so that's a, if you take that in the terms of game development, that is extremely small because you also have to recognize that's not 143 people that's not developing the game. Developing. For one thing, that's not even 143 programmers. That's the thing. What you need to even begin the process of game developers are people who know how to write code from scratch. So if you don't have that, you don't have a video game. And I think I really feel like that that my town that town hero or whatever that thing was. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they made that turn that out as a let us see what we can do with the Switch. What can we do other than Pokemon? They had already started working on Pokemon. The fact that that game came out within the same year as Pokemon means that it wasn't a, even if it was 143 developers and programmers or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all of them. Working no. on that one game, they were split but you're, between you're the two. You're talking about one of those 143 people, at the very least, 
is like a receptionist for Game Freak. Yeah. You know, these are Janitors. people... These are people who aren't... Maybe. They might hire out. They probably hire out for that. <laughs> they probably contract. But the bottom line is, is those 143 people are not all developers. And the small team of developers they do have, even for a game studio, that is an extremely small number of people to be working on a game, even if it's all yeah. 143 of them. Yeah. Um, you have to think of games like, in terms of even Halo 1 had a larger development team than that. And um, the fact that and, Pokemon, uh, through the years, has gone from 2D, color... 3D, yeah. 3D-ish sprites, full 3D was, games, full 3D HD version of the game. Pokemon games. Red and Blue were designed at a time where you needed a development team to make a 2D 16-bit game. Not only that, look at the Pokemon in that game compared to what the yeah. artist rendition of the Pokemon that is. Fit on a, that fit on a Game Boy cartridge. Nowadays, a guy in his basement with some random dev tools that he got for free could make that you know in his spare time. Yeah. And that's why great, we get some of those games. But if you want... Pokemon Sword and Shield to exist, you need more than 143 fucking people to make that game. <laughs> it, for it to exist in the way that you are imagining. Yes. So, in the, I think we've talked about this. There are people that saw Breath of the Wild and were like, when Pokemon comes to Switch, it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be the Breath of the Wild of the, Nintendo, the Pokemon series. Me, as somebody that has grown up playing all of these games, all I've wanted since my childhood was the game that I was playing on handheld mode to be able to be played on the TV. Yeah. That's all I needed. Guess what I got? That. That, yes. And more Pokemon than I needed. But, uh, I don't need 1,000 fucking Pokemon. Well, I think the I'm other version of this is the same aversion that people four. have to microtransactions, which has become this culture of I don't want to pay for anything extra in a game in general. Yeah. So when I, when I was initially... You know, on that bandwagon of being upset about this DLC for Pokemon, even though I don't even fucking own the game to begin with. I was just riding coattails of people who yeah. were enraged. I thought back to games... Well, like I said, I recently started playing Witcher 3. That has two full DLC expansions to it. Yeah. And that was back when games were understood to have full expansions. Not DLC as we know it today but actual full story content that was yeah. new and fresh and put in the game that could be enjoyed separately from the main title even. Um, I remember back to when I was playing Oblivion and got the game of the year of that for PC when it was on a disc. <laughs> and, you know, I had to throw in the fucking uh, Shivering Isles disc. Oh, I, got I just <laughs> thought about, do you remember when it was the dumbest thing that Bethesda ever did? They put out the DLC for Fallout 3 on discs. Yes. That you didn't need the disc to start it up. You just needed you the just disc needed to install it. To install it. So you hoped. Like we had a group of people that literally got it. Mm -hmm. Returned it. Other person got it. Returned it. Other yeah. person got it. There was one asshole. I don't think it was in our group. I think it was just some mm -hmm. random asshole that got it and never brought the got disc it, back. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You don't need that anymore. Give it to me for no. free. So it was... It's just one of those weird things where I remember that era of having full expansions for games and stuff like that. And I think in this case, Game Freak is doing right by people who are enjoying Sword and Shield currently because these are, at least from what we've seen in the Direct and through other dev releases like the video we just watched, right, mm -hmm. is these are full bodies of content that are being released for extra. And that's what you have to also remember is normally in the past... That meant you had to buy another game. Yeah. That meant you had to buy 
Sun and Moon, or Sun, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. You had to buy Yellow version. You had to buy Sapphire. Exactly. Which and meant I, you had to go back to Square One that very and play through the entire thing. has been memed to death already. I yeah. mean, people are talking about it consistently like, you're kind of stupid if you think that, you know, paying for this is some kind of a front, or even GameStop, or Game Freak, making this is some kind of a front when literally have the you, transition from red, blue, and then yellow coming out, and then from yellow... To all the to gold silver and then the remakes of gold and silver. You had heart yeah. gold and soul silver. Now those I don't games. get on you as been, much. Those because they no, were far enough they apart were, and they were different they were, enough. Yeah. But you're talking. Everyone's talking about oh well, you're paying for the same game over and over again. Yeah, you kind of fucking are. I mean, yeah. when I bought X and Y, I was disappointed because the game was hand holding me through a game I had enjoyed without that for so long, and I just stopped playing those fucking games. So I got through all of it, but that was because I actually there was parts of the. It's the first time the story plot of the game yeah. I actually kind of was interested in. For me, um, it was just a matter of, like, again, these are full co- bodies of content they are releasing. They are not just, we're adding more Pokemon to the game, or we're adding some customization items to the game, or we're, you know, throwing in a new Legendary. It's We've got a whole new region for you to explore. We've got a whole new Pokemon in that Thank region Thank you, you just reminded explore. me. So, <laughs> what you don't see in that, and they go into a lot more detail during the Direct, um, mm-hmm. the second part of the DLC, the, the Frozen-y area... Yeah. Uh, you basically get to explore those, um, the dens, the raid dens that you, you, sh- you usually can only be like, oh, what's in here? Oh, fight the thing, get out, catch it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you are now actually going in and exploring those dens. Within that, they have announced that you will be able to catch every legendary. Every legendary Pokemon that has ever existed within the game mm-hmm. is in that part of the DLC. That's good. And so, in the worst part, people are using that as, this is bullshit, you're making me pay for Pokemon. No. I'm like, or, just, or the, 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 the this, um, oh, this should have been part of the I full think, de- the full game to begin with. I think people are upset by the fact that it has to do with legendary Pokemon, because there's a misconception, even among competitive Pokemon players, that legendaries are automatically better than other Pokemon. Yeah. And that's just simply not true, because if you go back to those older games, which Pokemon did you beat up on all those legendaries with in the first place? Usually your starter. Everyone Whatever gets fuck. a starter well, Pokemon. unless it's Mewtwo and you just like, oh, well, yeah, uh, Master Ball. Actually, Red, it was like, hey, I got an unlimited amount of Master Balls. <laughs> I know this Masingo guy. I remember um, using that glitch to the point where I was like, this game isn't fun anymore because I have to put no effort into catching every Pokemon I want. It's literally just... Encounter Pokemon, throw Master Ball. <laughs> so my biggest thing about it is when people are like, oh, you're you're making us pay to unlock the legendaries, basically. What Pokemon game, before this one, allows you to catch every single legendary? And that's the thing, again, this is a $30... Here's the thing. It, they could justify, honestly, splitting this up into two separate $30 purchases. That's the crazy. Depending thing. on how big those. Depending on how are. big they are. Well, so that I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. this one as well, where there are people complaining, "You're making me pay sixty dollars for DLC for these two games of that I already paid sixty dollars each for." There are people that are complaining that they are being forced to buy two separate DLC packs, for Shield and for Sword, because they already bought Sword and Shield. Okay, well, here's the thing. You is don't need both games. Back when you were a fucking child, yeah. right, and you wanted, like, red and blue so bad. I remember I begged 
my mom for Pokemon Yellow because every kid besides me was going to get it. It was a good it. fucking game. And it was a great game, but I I mean, I'm talking like hands on, like fucking knees down, fucking kowtowing, bawling my eyes out to my mother. I need a Pikachu. To he get can follow me. me. Because, can, and the thing is, is I goaded her because Pikachu was the only thing she knew from Pokemon and she loved Pikachu so much at the time. And so, like, that's all my mom knows about half the shit I'm into is if there's something cute in it, I can goad her to buy me shit from it. Have you met my wife? <laughs> yeah. She watched the entirety of The Mandalorian for Baby Yoda. For Baby Yoda, yes. But, so, and then she went out and she got me the special edition, you know, Game Boy Color with the fucking colors and shit on it. And the copy of Pokemon Yellow that came with it and all that stuff like that. And I was so grateful for that. But when I was a fucking kid, like, that's all you needed to enjoy Pokemon. That's all I I need now. But I didn't bitch and say, when I finally found out what Pokemon Yellow was, I didn't bitch and say, oh, how dare Game Freak... Game Freak charged me or my mom, you know, an extra 30, 40, whatever it was at the time, bucks for this game, when it's just a copy of Red vs. Blue with Pikachu on it. Mm. Here's my thing. Uh, my, so there's an argument about, oh, hey, you're just paying again for the same but game. But also, no one made you buy both games. Yes, 100%. And that's, thing, that's my biggest argument Because I already had it. Red. No one made me buy Yellow. I had Blue. My brother had Red. And so I just wanted, well, I wanted Red because I had a big fucking dragon on it. I like Turtles. I like dragons. <laughs> um, so my thing, I, I there are certain games that I defend, and I, I mean, I defend all of the Pokemon games. I understand yes. most of them feel like just cash but grabs. If you bought X and Y, for example, right? No, there's no reason. They only did X and Y. They didn't do a Z, right? No, no. But there's no reason. reason that there's nobody made you buy both those games yeah. to enjoy the Pokemon in those games. You can look up the list. They've literally done this for every Pokemon launch, right? See, these are the you Pokemon know here, what Pokemon, Pokemon are going to be in each game. You like, know what legendary this, is going to be in each game. These two are the first one that it's different gems. Okay. And I think that's kind of cool. Um, Pokemon Yellow. My defense of Pokemon Yellow. It's the first game that Pokemon can follow you around. Pikachu. Yes. And it's the only one that you can catch or you can get all three starters. Yeah. You start the game, get Pikachu, and through the same series of events as Ash, basically, you get You get Charmander, Squirtle, yeah. and Bulbasaur. Um, Which was a tie-in. They basically wanted to make it this, as close to the story oh, of yeah. the show as they possibly I'm pretty could. sure even as a kid I named him Ash. Except you couldn't, you know, fucking shock an Onyx to death just by trying really hard. No, it's not trying really hard. You it's hit the sprinkler, the sprinkler system. system. You hit the sprinkler system, he wets the onyx, and then you shock the That onyx. was like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! That was, fuck the rules, we'll do what we want. Yeah, I was going through and I was reading, I've actually had a couple people respond to a tweet I had, um, and one of them was talking about Crystal. Crystal was the first Pokemon game, because it was, I think that was Gold, Silver, was it Gold, Silver, Crystal? There was like, Crystal launched alongside Pearl, I believe. No, that's, Pearl is... Diamond. Diamond and Pearl. They Diamond Pearl. I can't um, remember when I'm Crystal pretty sure Crystal, that I keep seeing people say it was after Gold Silver, but mm-hmm. it was literally almost exactly the same game with, the, like, the new Legendary, but it was the first Pokemon game to introduce the option to play as a female character. So for a lot of people, that's mm-hmm. worth that money. Yeah. That's the rep- it's a representation thing that allowed it to change. Fucking Pokemon yeah. now, you can be... Any color, or yeah. not any color. You have the option of not having to be a white guy or girl. Yeah. Um, and the fucking customization is ridiculous. For a Pokemon game, mm-hmm. is ridiculous, in my opinion. Well, I mean, uh, it's just, it's one of those little added features that 
that immerses you even more into that world, into that game. Like, one of the biggest things about... I mean, I remember people compared Witcher 3 to Skyrim a lot when it came out, right? And, and that's why I didn't like it. Well, the it issue, though, is they're still two entirely different games. Sure, they both have, you know, high fantasy settings with magic and mystical creatures and swords and medieval combat and all that stuff, but in Skyrim, you can literally make your character anything you want to make it. You can make your character a fucking abomination, honestly, in Skyrim. <laughs> you can make your character the ugliest thing... Or you can just be a cat. To walk, yes, you can be a cat. Uh, yes, Khajiit technically own everything in Skyrim, so... Um, but you can do that and be totally okay with it. Witcher makes you play as Geralt. You don't have an option. You yeah. are Geralt. You have a history as that character. You have to interact with other characters who already know who Geralt is, and you have to, you know, play in that context. You don't the get Witcher of So part of the reason that a lot of people didn't like Witcher Three is you don't have that same immersion you do with games like Skyrim. Right? You can't just be a character. So games like Pokemon allowing you to customize your character isn't just like, oh, yay, representation, we get to be who we want, but it's like, I am this character now. Mm. I get to be immersed yeah. in the Pokemon world. <laughs> and people appreciate that. So it's a nice feature to add on. With this DLC... Where did you find that? It was on the With the DLC, though, again, it's the aversion comes from that typical, I just don't want to pay extra for shit. Yeah. Like, that's honestly... The bottom line is people become so, uh, I guess, pissed off at the world of microtransactions paying anything extra for a game these days that anybody coming out with anything that resembles that is going to just raise ire in a lot of folks. And I think it's misguided. You have to take it in the context that it's presented to you in. Um, a microtransaction, you know, is, hey, Chris, you know, I sold you, uh, you know... A fucking Caesar salad, but if you want the dressing, you got to give me an extra ten cents. Fuck, like, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, whereas it's different with Pokemon, where it's like, hey, Chris, I sold you a Caesar salad, but if you want, you know, another Caesar salad, <laughs> you know, pay me what you so, already it's paid. It's more like <laughs> it's like, hey, you just had a whole whole, whole meal. Mm -hmm. You want you want more? Yeah. You want a side you salad? Want what, you want. what is up with you and salad? I don't know. I like salad. I'm noticing that. <laughs> Do you want mashed potatoes? I like mashed potatoes. Macaroni cheese. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time to wrap up. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the first ever 2020 episode. 2020 episode. What? No. That's a two and a zero. Okay. Maybe it's backwards. Is it backwards? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime talk. If you like what you do, follow us on all the social media. Um, you can't subscribe on here, from what I know. Please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe we need to channel. get up. I'll get those numbers. Bump. Ring bump, the ding a ding. Ring it a bell. So get, you get notified when it's we come like out around, new stuff. It's either up here or down here. I can't remember. It's down by the subscribe button. It's literally next to it. Right. Um, Here's a cool thing. If you press the subscribe button, it'll ask you to do the bell thing, and then you can just do it. Really? Bell. I didn't know that. Together. That's an interesting like thing. Like a fucking... Efficient motherfucker. Know when we're going live. Know when we got new episodes. New everything coming up. New everything. Um, Talkitos are coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, as soon so, as I get my video rendering software to work. We'll figure something out. <laughs> we're working on it. If anything, everything's a work in progress. So why not the website? Or this Space Time Taco stuff. Yep. Uh, we my did start. I will say we just started our. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just, I, I got the email saying that um, 
Extra Life 2020 campaign has already started up. Sweet. So, I mean, don't we're not even trying to get money for that yet. Um, but yet, I have but a cool idea that I want to play through the entirety of both Sonic Adventure games. Oh, boy. Continuously on a stream. Oh, boy. Non-stop. And I need people here with me. I'm just going to throw some chow off some clips. Okay, cool. <laughs> so that is something to look forward to probably in the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, thank you for sticking around if you've we been here. We should play a bad Sonic game as well. That Those are bad Sonic games. No, I'm talking worse. What's worse? Okay, maybe. Fucking uh, Sonic Boom. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Go inside and play video games. Just not that one. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> No, just under two hours. He said they're bad Sonic games. They're some of the best Sonic games compared to the other stuff you 